<clears throat> well, welcome. Welcome to my little walk. Nice of you to join me. So after spending uh, well, quite a few hours, right? Yeah, quite a few hours, yeah. In my little refuge, refugio, albergue, well, I guess it is. Taking a nice nap um, and then just chilling. This interesting thought came as I started to play the soundtrack to Interstellar. Oh, before I forget, when I entered this town, there was another good omen. They had some cherry trees with already edible cherries. So I, I may actually head that way now, speaking of. Anyhow, so I, I was just starting to play um, Interstellar, the soundtrack, after listening to a podcast by Simon Hill, which I like. Uh, it's called the, the Proof, I guess, now. It used to be called The Print Proof, but now it's called The Proof. Anyway, interesting on nutrition and science and health. Anyway, enjoy it. But, uh, you know, deciding to take a walk finally... We had a surprise shower, which was not in a forecast. I mean, now there are clouds all over. It's very interesting, but uh, it dumped shortly. But, you know, thunder. I made actually a recording on one of the podcasts. That's, that was my, my uh, sound ambiance. And uh, just realizing how hard it was for me to do less you know, that the idea of today's hike was around between 12 and 13 kilometers, and it kind of felt like nothing, and a part of me was like, yeah, this is not enough, you need to do more. And that somehow, only by walking, only by physically exerting myself, spending time on the Camino, day in, day out, Will I have this outcome? Will I have this product? This uh, this sense of uh, fulfillment, this sense of production, you know, of achievement. Will I have something to show for? And uh, I'm sure if there would have been Wi-Fi, I might have been distracting myself a little more, but definitely kind of settling in, you know, getting quieter. And then just chilling, just sitting on the bed. I listened to a bit of uh, Ramdas. You know, I've kind of mentioned, seems to, I'm more compatible to his lectures when I am still, not when I am in motion. It's not really that conducive. But, uh, Yeah, the, the pushing, you know. And there was also an interesting podcast I uh, I listened earlier, and I forgot. Invisibilia, I think. It's, uh, I guess, NPR produces it. And uh, that was the first of that one. I don't think they do them anymore. I think it's an older podcast. But it was t- it kind of talked about a topic that I actually touched on before listening to another podcast which is by ritual about this uh, 
obsessive compulsive personality with obsessive repetitive uh, very toxic thoughts and not able to not getting hooked on them and me talking about that time in my life where I would walk in the neighborhood and I would think about you know how would I break into those homes how would I extract the maximum money or whatever it is you know how would I neutralize find out if they have pets and you know kind of this weird rant that I went on that made no sense to me but somehow out of the blue that came out and it was impossible for me to not think about it and so when I listened to ritual podcast it was like yeah it was the first time that I really saw it being framed differently and I could look at it differently and being like how interesting and I'm not saying that that's what's happening with me but I could relate to it and then in this podcast today was the same topic but this guy you know watching the movie the city of god in uh, in the slum of uh, la favela the rio de janeiro if i'm not mistaken but anyway one of the major city in brazil and the whole violence and him being affected and that being the catharsis for this obsessional those crazy thoughts and him being worried that he was not a sane person you know ready to an extreme that's never happened to me before, but I was definitely disturbed by it and definitely thought, wow, what's wrong with me? But uh, never to the place where they do that therapy to where those people who are so affected by it, they make them do the thing that they're the most afraid of to show them that they will actually not act on those thoughts. And it's, it, takes, it takes the time to do it. It's very interesting. Like if you're thinking of slashing your, your girlfriend's throat then one of the last steps is you're going to have a knife and then you're going to put that knife to your girlfriend's throat for a while, for several minutes, if I'm not mistaken. And by the time you've taken all those prior steps, basically you realize what a joke it is, that uh, you are not your thought. Basically, that's uh, I guess it's kind of like a therapeutic process of dissociating yourself with those type of thoughts. That not all thoughts are useful meaningful and even true or relevant and uh, anywho so that was interesting and i know that i still don't quite know what to do with some of it there's a part of me that's uh, never really happy never really satisfied never really settles the very idea even now even more so now it's just like oh asphyxiating yeah estoy agotado solamente solamente pensar en eso just thinking about it just like and uh, and in a way i'm a victim to that i don't actually i don't see any other angle you know I can't control how I feel and I can control not even sure I'm trying but you know what I like or what I don't like I think uh, like you judge a tree by its fruit you know when I go through some experiences over and over again eventually I may get to a place to where I'm like yeah I don't like that one and as I keep saying I don't like that one it seems to increase the awareness 
and eventually in the light of that awareness there's going to be a change of behavior or i'm going to be like okay okay well i really don't like it so it'd be like then what can i do you know and i'll be looking at making some kind of incremental changes and the key the the, the key word here is something the action to do something not because what you're doing is going to solve everything but because it's empowering because when you do something and you will realize with time you don't control the process but that some things will change and for the better and definitely the case in point you know what's going on right now in my life is regarding this uh, and it's been going on for quite a while the judging the 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 fallacy of certainty of right and wrong of black and white and uh, my awareness has increased regarding that and uh, I am able to catch myself sooner now like I mentioned not too long ago it's still a slippery slope sometime it's uh, <laughs> it's still way more slick than I am you know but I am noticing some changes and you know that's kind of like a snowball effect it just it's a very slow motion of a snowball effect so it requires patience to make the process more bearable yeah and maybe even more enjoyable and to be easier on oneself instead of uh, I want it done yesterday which in this time and age is definitely it's got to be a syndrome of a uh, or a sign of our times you know being able to have access to so much you know information and why well, things like with amazon and you know netflix and all and, and all the likes where there are so many of your so-called needs quote unquote you know that you can uh, alleviate so quickly that uh, sometime in life things are slow you know, and can be painfully slow. And so it was interesting just being aware of how, how unnatural it felt to take it easy. And it's not like I don't take it easy, but, and I guess in my case, the Camino is a little different because, you know, there is no end inside, there is no timestamp, so I don't have to be uh, at any place at any point at any time, specifically. So it is different for me than for some people who have a limited time. It's a vacation, you know, they have a, they have a life. And... Uh, But though, you know, as I, as I keep moving, it just felt like felt like a cheat a little bit, you know. That's all you're going to do today? Not, I, I don't want to, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up a little bit here. I don't want to give the wrong idea. It was not that kind of a drama. But that kind of, there was something along that vein, along that line, that kind of happened. That was like, 
Okay, your body, your, your, your body is good, you know, you're not hurting anywhere, you're not sore, you don't have any injuries. Yeah. So why would you not push? And then it's early, which means you're going to be here a long time instead of walking. And, and walking brings you more things, you know, when you carry that pack and you're sweating and there is that, you know, effort and struggle. Uh Bear with me, actually. I think I'm going to take my shirt off here. I'm leaving the, the town. I'm going to enjoy having a shirt-free experience as I pass by the freshly trimmed oleander and uh, some uh, sycamore tree. So, yeah, it wasn't that dramatic. But somehow, it hit me. You know? I, I, I don't know why. It affected me, I guess. It became kind of like a, yeah, like a, not like a blunt force trauma, but yeah, it felt hit by it. And it felt, yeah, it felt over the top. You know? Because even actually, if I was to be silly in this rational kind of way, you know, to, to take those days, you know, even more so after such a long day as yesterday, is also an investment. It's, you know, taking care of that body and to be able to, you know, to... I mean, there are many, many ways I could have gone to it. But somehow that's the one that I went to. You know, the idea of, no, I can't be stopping here. That's too early. That's not enough. Even though I had mentioned, I talked about that. I'd shared that, that, you know, if I'd find a place I like, I may stay a couple of days or, you know... Let me do a short distance here and there. But I guess when I start to get moving, then there, there's definitely a greed. <laughs> a little dog in the back of the taxi. Well, not a little dog, but a dog in the back of the taxi, panting and looking at me as the car went by. So that kind of... Uh, inspired me to do that little uh, addendum, you know, I don't have that too many times. And of course, you know, having had the rest, the chill time, um, maybe it's something that I'm more prone to explore as I am passing this complex, which is called Residencia Mayores El Burgo de Ebro. So it's like a retirement home. With uh, kind of like like a, a the gay flag actually interesting, it's like the purple, blue, green, yellow, uh, orange, and red. Anywho, I'm sure it's not, but it makes me think of it. Anywho, oh, and there's a weeping willow. Quite a few trees here. Uh, they have you can tell they have planted quite a few trees in this place, which was very nice arriving here. Uh, meandering through the shades that those trees were producing. Anyhow. Actually, um, Ricardo called earlier, so it looks like we're going to meet on Tuesday. Um, because I'm pretty sure tomorrow I'll be doing the 39 kilometers. It, yeah, I guess after having done those 49 like I did, and the 41 before, uh, it feels like my body 
it's definitely something that it can handle well now so I'm gonna do it and of course because of the lodging because between Saragossa and then Torres they I don't remember the name um, there is no there is no lodging so I will I will yeah I'll get up tomorrow morning which will be fine I seems to do a lot better when I start early and then starting in this cool weather, I think there is something about it. And again, you know, that's something that's feasible here in the a, in a summer, or as we are nearing the summer. The temperature, now we're pretty much going to the mid-30s now, this coming week. That's where it's heading. So it's uh, the heat is being turned on here in Spain. Feels a little early for that. But I guess even in uh, in Texas, I remember, you know, for Memorial Day weekend when the, the Curvier Folk Festival was taking place. So it, it would happen the Thursday of Memorial Day weekend and would go on for 18 days and, you know, for three weekends. And uh, quite a few times I chose to spend the weekend there. I brought my tent and sometimes I would just stay as long as I could and then drive home. And... Uh, and, but when you would stay in that campground, the dirt campground, you would get to the close to the hundred sometimes temperature, and that was rough, you know, because of course no air conditioning, so always, always looking for shade, <laughs> always looking for shade. So it's not quite that brutal, but it's definitely nearing there. I don't know what it's like in Andalusia, but. Uh, it's, I would think it might be about two or three degrees more. It would not surprise me. So kind of feels like that's going to be a warm summer here. A warm summer. But night's wonderful. All those clouds, the sky was completely clear this morning. So, And I don't quite understand. I mean, that looks like a pretty major formation. And there was nothing on the app about that. That is, uh, it's not like an isolated shower. Anyway. But anyway, here I am in El Borgo de Ebro. I'm going by a beautiful, uh, there's a stork nest. You see quite a few of those here. I think I've mentioned in top of churches. Um, not sure in Andalusia, but for sure here in Aragon on the French Camino, you see a lot of them. Oh, there's a big uh, oleander. It's a pink one. Anyway, quite a bit of nature. This is a small town. Um, and I'm really I'm glad that I stayed here. And if only for the simple fact that, you know, in Salagosa, I mean, I'm sure the albergue, like in almost all places, it's going to be very near the center. So it would be... Uh, to me anyway, you know, like being out here right now, uh, which is something I haven't done a lot on the Camino, you know, and even more so when I have had a good day, you know, a decent distance, spending about eight hours on the trail, I'm okay to not go back out, you know, for the rest of the afternoon, evening, once I got my, uh, my food and all the basic necessity taken care of, I don't need any more. I haven't gone, you know, I haven't done any, I don't do any sightseeing, I don't 
actually this morning ended up going inside the church for quite a first time in quite a while because I need to get those darn keys to get here. And uh, oh, funny anecdote. I went out, so right before here, right before coming on a walk and doing the recording, and I realized, oh, I have a glass jar. And I'm like, well, let me go get it. So during the walk, I'll, I know I'll find a glass container to put it in. So I go back in and I turn the key and I'm like, shit, it's not working. And I'm pulling the door. You know, I'm, I'm kind of used to having keys that are a little, me, a little bit moody, yeah, or locks that you have to kind of wiggle your way into. And I'm like, this is not going in. Like, I'm going to have to go talk to somebody to, I can get back in. And then I step back. I don't, not even a foot to realize, ah, this is not the right door. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Just to give you a little idea about how part of me is spaced out. Anywho. Wow, I can smell the trees here. Wow, look, there's a bunch of china berries too. I've seen those. I mean, they do grow very well. They provide great shades because they grow fast. They seem to handle just about everything, so they seem to be very sturdy. Um, I had one which uh, we had a big storm that ended up taking it down and I had to cut it out, but some new shoots sprang up and I kind of, I guess, took my ground there with Glenda because she wanted it gone. I guess she wasn't that crazy about it, but then I was like, the tree's alive, it's doing its thing, it's surviving. I just don't quite see the point of killing that thing to put another tree in when there is already a tree here that's already adapted and seems to be doing well. Anyway, so I won that battle. <laughs> and within two, three years, it was amazingly good. And I had to keep going after the, the upshoot. There were a bunch of them that were shooting up, which of course is pretty typical. Once a main truck, once a main trunk get uh, hacked off. Anywho, I guess I don't have to keep uh, blabbling on. So I'm, uh, I don't think I'm too far from those cherry trees. And in the distance, there is this uh, very, very bleak mountain range. I don't know what it is, but it looks very bleak. Kind of reminiscing a little bit. It's not as dramatic and not as tall as uh, when you go to Big Bend National Park. Not as majestic, shall we say, and not as colorful. It looks very great from here, anyway. All right. So, my friend, this is it for this little addendum. I guess I will uh, yeah, post this one now. So, hope you are doing well. And we'll talk later.